welcome to the fourth episode of our podcast, One Plus One Makes Two. Now be ready for a surprise. Woo! If I had been allowed to enter this contest that we had last week, which was to phone in your best primal outburst, something that you imagine a homo sapien living a hundred thousand or more years ago would vocalize to express an emotion. Well, that yell you heard a moment ago would have been my entry. But no, I'm on the staff, so I'm not eligible. Our crack panel of judges would have discarded my entry. So, so be it. No matter. We will announce the winner of last week's contest later today. And we will have a new contest, too. And regretfully, we are beginning today's podcast without Mother Nature. I should be getting used to this, but it still upsets me gravely. Well, my stumbling over the words confirms I'm upset. Hey, we will soon be adding phone-in time for our future episodes. So, if you have any questions or comments you wish to uh, give to Mother Nature in hopes that she will be here soon today or in future episodes. Write them down and keep them for later. I'll, I'll be honest. I'd just be happy to see her here now just for her beauty, if you know what I mean. Hello. Was that a lust-ridden remark you just made, Bob? Lust, I might add, is a major evolutionary development that ensures progeneration of a species and gives you humans a bunch of whoopee. Right, Bob? Please don't embarrass me, Mother Nature. I was just simply expressing my feelings for your beauty as a woman. For beauty is a form of health, strength, character, no matter what species you're you're talking about. And I am talking about my dearest mother, Mother Nature. There are several types of beauties. There's the visual beauty of a painting, a tactile beauty when grooming or being groomed and feeling the warmth of a mate or, or furry pet. There is the auditory beauty of a voice or song, an innate quality of so many species. So much of this beauty is related to survival and has evolved for that reason. Well, nothing. You're saying I didn't already know, Bob. Mother Nature, I'm simply giving our listeners something to reflect on, something they might have known or maybe they didn't know about beauty being a factor in survival. You know, Mother Nature, I'd like to discuss a a different subject today. Some healthy, successful, Extremely positive ways to raise your child beginning on day one, the day of his or her birth. Sure, Bob, that's a good idea. Maybe if you teach parents today how to raise their kids, why then their children can stop climate change since your generation isn't doing a damn. Thank you, Mother Nature. Day one presents to the newborn the first challenge 
and the first goal, which is his first meal. You can also describe it as his first task and learning experience, which will determine behavior as an adult. So mothers, program your newborn with this in mind. Here's how. As your newborn is crying for his first ever meal, make sure you do not just place his mouth on your nipple. Place his mouth near, but have him struggle for 30 to 60 seconds until he actually has his mouth on the nipple. And of course, he'll be crying, he'll be moving a bit, and uh, you can just lean his cheek against your nipple so he senses that there's something there that he needs, and let him just cry and move about uh, as much as a newborn can move. Ideally, he moves his head when his cheek is leaning against your nipple. He moves his head and grasps your nipple with his mouth on his own without any assistance. Of course, you might have to help him a little bit, but it would be ideal if he just accidentally moves uh, or, you know, because he feels the nipple as an object of warmth and something uh, innate within him, he moves on his own for his first drink. Mothers, this is your child's first learning experience. This is his first life lesson that he has to exert energy, struggle to achieve his goal, such as life throughout from its beginning to end. Consider this your child's first job. Consider it his work. And remember, work is a positive thing. Work is acknowledging a goal and the challenge and the energy required to achieve that goal. That's a very positive thing. And if you enjoy this work, you will enjoy your life. And it starts with that first meal, the first day. Give your child that gift. Give your child that blessing of the life lesson. Program him with it starting now. The newborn's goal of obtaining the next meal will continue, of course, for several months. And what an opportunity this is to strengthen and ingrain this behavior, this work ethic in your own child more and more, which he will use all his life. Mothers, parents, don't stop now. For once your child is no longer breastfeeding and is at the crawling stage of development and begins searching and discovering his toys and items, things he needs to reach for or crawl to in order to hold, Continue with this same life lesson. Do not hand items to your child. Let him reach, crawl, explore to find things. These are characteristics of a healthy child and later a healthy adult. Of course, he's not crawling anymore. <laughs> and please notice the divine interest and joy 
your child has in discovering, exploring, reaching, and holding, just checking out things around the house. It doesn't have to be a toy. Matter of fact, I encourage few toys, just interesting items of color and different shapes. Parents spend way too much money on toys instead of just presenting their child with items of interest like jars, bottles, boxes, different sizes, different shapes. Now I wish I had time to discuss the many other ways that help a child develop. However, we will discuss one more super significant way you can help your child's development. As a matter of fact, I consider this a must. Read to your child every night. And if you do this, he will be reading to you by the time he's beginning kindergarten. At first, present your one-month-old with books that have pictures more than words. Identify the picture by pointing at the animal with your finger and then naming the animal. And eventually uh, get some books, always get books for his age level or a little beyond. And uh, eventually, of course, the books will have words, letters, words, books that teach the words, books that teach the letters, and Always pictures, of course, to make it stimulating for your child. And I must mention now, you can never be too rich or too smart. So I would encourage all parents to foster intelligence in your child by this reading and by another important factor. Give him love and positive reinforcement, whether he makes a correct choice or a wrong choice, he still must receive love and affection, and here's how to do it. So when you're showing your one-month-old books with the colorful animals and creatures and things in them for you to identify and uh, pronounce for your child, be giving them hugs and kisses and Give him a little excitement as you present new animals to, for him to view in the book and that sort of thing. And you'll be surprised how soon you keep pointing to like that cat, page after page. Won't take many pages before your child starts pronouncing a, or a well, not maybe a word, but a sound similar to cat. That's how it all starts, parents. And this continues. First with animals and shapes and figures. And then, of course, numbers and letters and words. And all this time, and when he says something, he identifies it like an animal for the first time, give him some extra hugs and kisses. So he feels like when he gives correct answers, he gets even more love. But remember, he still gets love even if he says the wrong thing or nothing at all. You're still stimulating him with hugs, kisses, and 
and by reading to them with expression. And parents, think of the payoffs when your child starts school. School will be much like home, where there's a lot of reading, there's a lot of learning, there's a lot of positive activity going on. He will just excel in a school setting because of what you did for your child in your own home. Good for you, Bob. Keep educating those parents, and like I said, their children may one day have the confidence, determination, intelligence to retain our balance. Thank you, Mother Nature. We're going to switch over now to the joke section of this podcast, and I have more jokes, good jokes. Remember, I don't pass judgment, but I'm sure your listeners will. All right, here we go. What happens to a pink horseshoe when you throw it into a purple lake? It gets wet. What did the snowman say to the carrot? Get out of my face. What do you call a camel with three humps? Pregnant. Now let me tell you about this guy that goes into this rooftop bar and he sits down next to this other man who's uh, drinking a beer and he looks over to the man drinking the beer and says, Hey, what's that beer you're drinking? And the man says, It's magical beer. So he asks the man who's drinking the beer, So what's so magical about it? Well, the man stands up, goes over to the door, goes over to the side of the building, jumps off the roof, flies around the building twice, then flies back into the bar and takes his seat again. Well, the man that had asked about this beer has been watching all this, is just amazed, just, just astounded. So he asks the bartender for the same kind of beer, gulps it down, goes over to the side of the building, and jumps off. Well, he immediately just falls straight down vertically to the bottom, 15 stories below. Well, the bartender shakes his head. Well, the bartender shakes his head with with a look of disgust on his face, goes over to the man that's still drinking his so-called magical beer and says, Superman, you're a real jerk when you're drunk. All right. You know, there was a time, listeners, when I was attempting to be academic with my life. I remember in college once I uh, figured I'd be an academic and a smartass all at once. So I told my teacher, Professor, I have just invented a new word, plagiarism. Well, another academic experience I had was with my math teacher. Uh, He was direly afraid of negative numbers. He would stop at nothing to avoid them. Well, I quickly learned that academia was not 
for me. So I decided I wanted to be an actor. And it was then that I learned why they say break a leg to an actor as he's about to go on stage. It's because every play has a cast. Hey, woga woga. And you know, I'm really excited. There's a new restaurant opening here in town. The name of it is Karma. They don't have a menu. You just go in there and get what you deserve. Hey, a nurse friend of mine recently related to me something she had seen and heard in the labor room of a hospital. The lady that was there about to deliver her baby starts shouting, should it, could it, did it, can't. Well, the doctor had to say something, calm her down. So he said, ma'am, no problem. Those are just contractions. Honk, honk, wigga wigga. We got one more. Spare walks into the bar. And he says to the bartender, hey, let me order a whiskey and a cola. The bartender gives him a quizzical look and asks him, hey, why the big pause? The bear thinks a moment and then says, I don't know, I guess I was just born with them. Hey, am I ready for Vegas, the Tonight Show? Maybe, Bob, you should just announce the winner of last week's contest now. Now, why did I know you were going to say something like that? So let's announce the winners now of last week's contest, which asked all of you to send in an auditory outburst of the most primal nature, an outburst of joy, aggression, anger, presented with an extremely high decibel level. That means loud as you can make it. So put yourself in the shoes of those homo sapiens that roamed the earth a hundred thousand plus years ago, except they probably weren't wearing shoes back then. Visualize with your vocal cords what they would do if they were entering this contest now. <laughs> Everyone had till September 17th to think about this, practice, and send in their entry. Bob, isn't now a good time to fess up about Jake? You gonna tell your listeners about Jake? Oh gee, thanks Mother Nature for the reminder. <clears throat> As all of our listeners know, I am a very honest, upfront person, and regrettably, we did have to dispatch one of our judges from our panel, Mr. Jake Weasel. Uh, I should have most likely uh, checked his background a little closer. As it turns out, you know, hindsight is very, uh, very clear, 2020. Um, as it turns out, Mr. Weasel has been arrested twice for tax evasion and five times for illegal gambling operations. Um, but he seemed to, he had a good smile, but he had no right to choose our pay scale of being depressed. Well, this leaves us with 
four judges, which means we might have a tie. And of course, Harry said, well, why don't we just tie one on? Um, I'm not sure if I want to interpret that in the same way Harry... Bob, we're just waiting to hear who the winner of last week's contest is. Enough is enough. Yes, Mother Nature. The winner of last week's contest is... Shay Wilkie of Columbus, Georgia. And now for his primal scream, which was inspired by Shay passing a kidney stone. <laughs> My, that was mighty primal, Shay. Let's hear it again. <laughs> well, our studio manager just slipped me a note saying that my studio time is about to expire. So let's hurriedly introduce this week's contest. Listeners, phone in your most moving, inspirational, positive life experience. Phone your entry into 706-940-2094. Please relate your experience with your name, hometown, state, and phone number. Entry duration must be one minute or less. And our entry deadline is Sunday, September 26th at 11 hours, 59 minutes, and 59 seconds p.m. Mother Nature, you know I will be forever grateful for your presence here during our podcast. Wrong, Bob. You're not going to live forever. I just meant that figuratively, Mother Nature. Would you like to say goodbye to everyone now? Sure, Bob. Let's add a little percussion and wake up the dead. Mother Nature, can't we just have a normal goodbye?